And with non-binary people, that can be especially difficult because if you are between two gender presentations, often you're always going to feel like you lean one way or the other. Like being 100% androgynous is a very hard, and I would say probably unrealistic transition mm -hmm. goal. Um, so uh, for me, I am very lucky in that I very rarely experience body dysphoria. Mm -hmm. um, I very rarely feel uncomfortable in my skin. A lot mm -hmm. of that is because of my therapist, who is wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, and just like, you know, working from within on like who I am. Mm -hmm. uh, we haven't specifically worked on my gender identity, but mm -hmm. um, just having that self-awareness and things like that have really mm -hmm. helped me. Um, but I do have friends that physically feel like say that when I crack my knuckle on accident because I know that can be triggering for some people yes um I do have friends that uh are trans and feel like they need to physically transition for their body to match their gender identity um and for them they're going from if we if we think of gender as two boxes mm -hmm. they're jumping from one box to the other mm -hmm. but gender is more of a spectrum right. um so if you think of like a piece of yarn i'm somewhere between the two ends of the yarn and mm -hmm. i don't have a specific box i can put everything in mm -hmm. and if you don't want to be on either end and there's parts of you that look like it's mm -hmm. on one end or the other that can be really really hard to deal with mentally because mm -hmm. it's like you're looking at yourself and you don't recognize yourself because that's not who you are. Today we'll be hearing from Rachel Poland. Rachel identifies as non-binary, so we're going to learn a little bit more about that from Jack. Thanks, Susan. So I just want to go over um, a quick definition of non-binary. Like the term transgender, non-binary can be a standalone gender identity, or it can be an umbrella term. Some people who are non-binary may also identify as transgender, while some may not. Folks who are non-binary often use they-them pronouns and don't identify as female or male. Thanks, Jack. Now let's get to our conversation with Rachel. So for me personally, I don't get dysphoria from people using she-her pronouns most of the time. I have some weird nuances to that that I'll explain, but um, to answer your question, um, if people don't know to call me they, them, mm -hmm. or they don't understand non-binary in a way where it would make sense for them, for me to explain to them that I am non-binary, it's kind of a self-preservation thing. Mm, I get that. Um, so like, yes, I explained to my mother what it is, but to get my mother to refer to me as her child instead of her daughter mm -hmm. and to use they them pronouns when referring to me to aunts and uncles is just a little bit too much of an ask for my emotional labor and mm -hmm. my mom has eight siblings so like also I don't want to put the onus on her to explain to all of them mm -hmm. <laughs> what's going on and then get the inevitable phone calls from all of them to me as well of mm. hey you're gay it's like well no well, yes, but that's not what it means. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, the short answer is it would be too much of an emotional ask a lot of times for me to take that on. Um, and sometimes it's just 
not a safe place for me to come out Mm. as part of the queer community. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Do you feel like it would be helpful to have somebody else explain it for you so that you didn't have to go through that to like close family members? Mm. Ideal world. I could send a Google link to people like here. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's Mm -hmm. this link. Educate yourself. But often people want to ask you questions instead of doing their own research. Mm -hmm. Um, And no matter who it is, it is emotional labor. And whether or not you can take that on is up to the person to decide. Yep. Um, So for people in the queer community, it is little to no emotional labor for me to be like, yeah, I'm non-binary. I use they, them pronouns. Most of the time people are like, cool. Um, I did recently have an experience, um, with an older member of the queer community that doesn't really get non-binary. Like Mm. they understand transgender Mm -hmm. and they're fine with that and they're fine with pronouns, but they misgender me all the time, even Mm. though I've asked them. And then when I said, I'm part of the, like, they said, oh yeah, we don't have any trans people in this group. And I'm like, excuse me, I am. (laughs) Here I am. And they're like, no, you're non-binary. And I'm like, well, that's technically part of the trans umbrella. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I I like to claim the label as transgender because I am trans mask Mm non-binary. So. I think that's interesting and interesting that you bring that up because my wife actually just asked me this question like two days ago. She's like, why are trans and non-binary? Why why do you all have all of that in the same Mm -hmm. thing? She's like, they're not trans, they're non-binary. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's under the same umbrella. Mm-hmm. So even someone who is married to a transgender person who's like out here <laughs> doing this work and trying to like educate people, like she didn't even understand that part of it. But, gotcha. you know, it's okay to ask those questions though and, and, yeah. and get the explanation. So, And I think that's really important that like yeah. people have the space to ask that because mm-hmm. like personally, if somebody's like, oh, you're not trans, you're non-binary, like they're still acknowledging my identity. I don't mm-hmm. get offended by that. Mm-hmm. It's just an opportunity to educate. Like, like oh, said. actually, it is it part, is of, the part of the trans umbrella. umbrella. Yeah. And from my personal experience, I'm like, okay, so I present way more masculine than most people with my body shape try to because mm-hmm. that makes me feel like myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I say I'm trans, mask, non-binary. So I am trans, but just kind of trans. That's right. how I explained <laughs> it to people. Um Usually they get it. (laughs) And that's a good um, vocab word as well, like trans mask. Mm -hmm. And you had said femme earlier. Like, I think those are good words for us to kind of explore. As far as, you know, non-binary might be a word that people have never heard before. Mm -hmm. But what are all these other words? So when you say that you present trans mask, can you explain a little bit more about that? Yeah, so I think the way that most people would describe me um, or the way I dress is very tomboy. I said mm-hmm. earlier that I was very much tomboy growing up, and um, that's that's a good way to think about trans mask if you're new mm-hmm. to it. Um, so wearing pants and button-up shirts more <laughs> than, like, mm-hmm. the dresses or mm-hmm. um, wearing shirts that uh, – don't necessarily highlight curves the way Mm -hmm. women's cut shirts often do. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously it's going to be different to each individual person. Everybody Mm -hmm. has their own unique style, whether they're cisgender or transgender or Mm -hmm. non-binary. But mask is just a shortened version of masculine. Mm -hmm. So um, 
So basically presenting, you're going to be presenting more masculine than more feminine. Correct. Um, now I will ask you this, you're non-binary. You feel like maybe more in the middle. Do you ever present or dress or is your gender expression ever showing the feminine side? Um, or do you just mostly stick to the trans mask side of, of presenting? So I typically lean in the um, androgynous or mm-hmm. transmasculine mm-hmm. um, side of presenting. Uh, as far as like wearing skirts and dresses, I think the last time I put one on was before I came out as non-binary. <laughs> um, so that is a no Might have been the last, last time, right? Yeah. Um, I still have a dress in my closet because... <laughs> I haven't found a good place to get rid of it yet. Maybe I should donate it to Marty's closet. There you go. (laughs) Um, But um, there are days, like, I I have a couple corsets, and those Uh really Mm. feminize your shape. Um, And for, like, costumes, uh, cosplay, that kind of thing, I really do enjoy exploring that part of my identity. Yeah. Um, Well, I I think that I I have a lot of people ask me, like, well, I saw a non-binary person wearing a dress mm-hmm. or wearing like a tuxedo. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that there's just like a whole mess of like we put people in a box and label them as like, well, if you're non-binary, you can't show a different gender expression right. and you can't dress a certain way. Yeah, it, because I feel like it, people need to put you in a box to make you make sense in their mind. And mm-hmm. this happens a lot with like same sex couples. Well, which one's the husband? Which one's the wife? Right. Well, that's not the way it works. If you're two females, then you're both females. That's, you know, mm-hmm. but in their mind, like they're trying to like figure this out and, and make it make sense to them. So they're like, well, where can I put you? I need to put you in one of these two boxes. You can't just right. be all over the place. Like you need to either be this or this. You can't be in the middle because yeah, that doesn't fit in a box. How do I, how, mm-hmm. how do I? process that then if you're just right Right. here and you're not on this side or this side we see a lot of people um who are non-binary who have struggled to fit into either box their whole Mm. lives and they've never felt like they fit in either one of those and therefore there might not be a place for me in this world. And mm. and I'm just going to share a little bit about some suicide stats that we had, um, we had found. Um, in 2019, we partnered with the South Dakota Public Health Association and did a survey at Sioux Falls Pride. Uh, yay, and Rachel um, is on the board for Sioux Falls Pride and has been for quite some time now. Uh, so, we uh, did some research and um, did surveys of of anybody and everybody who wanted to take the survey to talk about suicide, suicidal idea- ideation, um, and uh, self-harm. And every single non-binary person who took the survey had attempted suicide, 100%. And you're nodding your head. That doesn't seem to shock you. Why doesn't that shock you? Um, So there in in the trans community, um, I don't know if you've talked about this on the podcast before, but there's something called dysphoria, Mm -hmm. um, which is where the body you live in doesn't feel like it matches who you want to present yourself to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and with non-binary people, that can be especially difficult because 
if you are between two gender presentations, often you're always going to feel like you lean one way or the other. Like being 100% androgynous is a very hard and I would say probably unrealistic transition mm-hmm. goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, for me, I am very lucky in that I very rarely experience body dysphoria. Mm-hmm. Um I very rarely feel uncomfortable in my skin. A lot mm-hmm. of that is because of my therapist, who is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, you know, working from within on, like, who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't specifically worked on my gender identity, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just having that self-awareness and things like that have really mm-hmm. helped me. Um, but I do have friends that physically feel like going to not say that when I crack my knuckle on accident because I know that can be triggering for some people. Yes. Um, I do have friends that uh, are trans and feel like they need to physically transition for their body to match their mm-hmm. gender identity. Um, and for them, they're going from if we if we think of gender as two boxes, mm-hmm. they're jumping from one box to the other. Mm-hmm. But gender is more of a spectrum. Right. Um, so if you think of like a piece of yarn, I'm somewhere between the two ends of the yarn and mm-hmm. I don't have a specific box I can put everything in. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to be on either end and there's parts of you that look like it's mm-hmm. on one end or the other, that can be really, really hard to deal with Mm -hmm. mentally because it's like you're looking at yourself and you don't recognize yourself because that's not who you are Mm -hmm. and I have not attempted suicide but I have had suicidal ideation in my past Mm -hmm. um a lot of it was because of not being able to express myself as I was I was closeted Mm -hmm. until I moved away from my parents house and came to college um so just keeping yourself closeted was causing you to have suicidal ideation. Yep, yep. Yeah. And I had some serious um, uh, self-harm mm-hmm. ideation. I never mm-hmm. – I am safe, I promise. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. <laughs> but uh, had some of that after coming out as queer but not uh, being in touch with my gender identity. Mm-hmm. Um So, like, not being able to fully acknowledge or express who you are, whether that be through clothing or the way you carry yourself, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's your gait or the way your posture is. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of trans mask people with larger chests, like, slouch a lot Mm -hmm. and stuff like Mm -hmm. that to kind of hide their body shape. Uh, So, non-binary people not having really one end or another to reach for with transition goals i can i it it is not hard for me to imagine the suicidal ideation Mm -hmm. suicidal ideation and um attempts there Mm -hmm. and maybe the sense Mm -hmm. of like feeling like you don't belong anywhere like where do i belong if i'm Mm -hmm. if i'm not trans mask i'm not trans femme i'm not male i'm not female where is my spot like where where do i belong yeah is there a place in this world Mm -hmm. for people like me yeah And I'm really thrilled that people like you are willing to share your story so that other people can feel like, wow, there is somebody that's living their truth and um, has found a place in this world 
as a non-binary person, somebody that I can look to and ask questions of and look up to as well. Yeah. And I will say, um, if you're someone listening to this, that's like, I don't have anybody to talk to, um, you can DM Sue Falls Pride. I manage all those pages. I will happily chat with you about this. Mm -hmm. Um, there's also all kinds of hotlines and lifelines and online mm-hmm. chats you can use. Uh, Trevor Project comes to mind. Mm-hmm. They have an online um, chat bot along with a call line and a text yep. line, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so there, there are people going through this. It, mm-hmm. It's not going to be an identical experience. Mm-hmm. It never will be. But there's people that can understand aspects of what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Thank you so much for sharing. It's a lot to carry inside of you. And I think when I talk to people that have come out, they just feel so much freer Mm. and so much like less weight of the world on their shoulders Mm -hmm. because they're able to be their authentic selves. And I see that in you, like you are your authentic self and you're proud of who you are and we're proud of you. Yeah. Yes. I'm wearing my uniform today. It takes a lot of courage to share your story. I I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me here today. What's your uniform? Share about that. (laughs) Oh, yes. Um, So I'm wearing a button up. Uh, That is the non-binary uniform. Um, (laughs) Is that official? Like trademarked? Uh, I haven't trademarked it, but I'm sure the gays TM have. Um, It has red pandas on it, in case you're wondering, and I love it. Um, Fantastic. Yes. I... That's something actually, um, you asked me earlier if I do femme at all, really, in my dressing. Um, I've recently kind of started getting really into bright colors and loud prints. And, like, I I, I guess that's kind of feminine. Like, I just bought a bright pink shirt with pineapples on it, Mm -hmm. which to me is kind of feminine. So, like, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I think, you know, wear what makes you happy. Mm -hmm. Um, if a bright pink shirt with pineapples makes you happy, then wear it with pride. Yes. Yeah, because I will say as a trans man in the first year or so of being, you know, being out, I would have never worn a pink shirt and I am wearing a pink t-shirt today and I sure. don't even think twice about it now. I'm, yes. I just wear it. But when you're first like in this transition, you're like, I have to be like hyper masculine and everything has to like fit in this box. And yeah. then you finally realize you're just being you. So just wear what feels right. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Well, thanks for being with us today, Rachel. We're very grateful to know you and Mm -hmm. be a part of your life. And thanks for sharing your journey. Yes. Happy to be here. So are there any words, Jack, that jumped out at you that we still need to talk about vocab wise or anything that you remember that you said? We did. We have done gender dysphoria. Um, You did a great explanation of non-binary trans mask them anything i mean queer we haven't really we should probably discuss we haven't really hit that (laughs) yes um because there's some like negative connotation around that word too right depending on who you used to be it used to be the word that you should never say yeah Yeah, um and we've actually had some backlash on sue false pride for using the queer i remember that Mm -hmm. so tell us a little bit about that rachel um, the backlash mm-hmm. or okay. Um, so on the Sioux Falls Pride website, um, I I manage our website. Um, so a couple years ago They I, do it all. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do all of the backstage behind the scenes things. Well, you're doing a great job. Um yeah. <laughs> so 
I went through and um, instead of in instances where we use the word like gay community, mm. I would use I would use the word queer mm-hmm. instead. Um, queer to me and to a lot of people um, my age uh, are. And you're in your 20s. Yes. Yes. Yep. I am in my Mm -hmm. 20s. Um, I'm an elder millennial. Or no, I'm a young millennial. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm an elder millennial. I'm like right on the cusp. And I'm on the cusp on the other end. You're a millennial. Yes. Okay. My birthday's in 96. So I'm in the last year. Oh my gosh. That's the year I graduated college. (laughs) (laughs) Now I am officially old. I am a Gen Xer. Uh, Of course. Hopefully you didn't think I was a boomer. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. My parents are boomers and they were in their 70s. So, oh, there you go. Um, okay. I'm, You're safe. Yeah. I'm safe. I have, a, I have a very good grasp of where that is. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm technically a Gen Zennial because yeah. I'm a cusper. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I went through and replaced the word gay community with queer community mm. because queer is a word that encompasses gender identity mm. as well as sexual orientation. Actually more inclusive than yeah. gay. And I had never heard queer used as a slur. So um, well mm-hmm. because you're yeah. Because yep. you're in you're your twenties. Yeah. yeah. So because we had all we had all eradicated the word queer. Like yeah. which good for you. Yeah. That <laughs> was great. You can't say that. It's not good. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. It's um so for me it was like that the F word, the, the mm-hmm. F word slur for gay people. Okay. Um that was the no-go. Yeah. Hmm. Um I don't think that uh, that word will ever be reclaimed. Yeah, that's one that <laughs> it's I'm a terrible a little, word. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I've heard some rumblings that it's maybe being reclaimed on Grinder, but I think oh, like maybe geez. just exclusively within gay men. I would think so. And I'm kind of like, mm, not for me. We'll leave yeah, that one alone. No. Um, so um, I actually, my boss said to me, my boss at my mm-hmm. day job, um, isn't that a bad word? Why do you use that? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't what? understand. She's like, that's what we would call people if we thought they were gay. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. Back okay. when no one was like out gay, right? And then it occurred to me, oh, like in a bad way, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like okay, okay, I'm, I'm smelling what you're stepping in here. Uh-huh. Um, so that was one of my first instances of like, oh, this is a word that some people have some issues with, which mm-hmm. understandably, like if it's been used as a slur at you, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. um. I talk with my hands, so if there's some awkward pauses, just know that I am gesturing wildly. <laughs> um, but we also have received messages on Facebook into our email of some disgruntled, uh, shall we say, elder queers mm. <laughs> um, that were like, why would you ever use the word queer on your website? Like, you're going to hurt people's feelings. Um, so... It took a little bit of education on our part. Like, I, I remember putting out some posts like, this is why we use the word queer. It's it's an inclusive term and, like, this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and doing some personal research on, like, the reclamation of the word and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, you know, hasn't been too long since it's been reclaimed. I mean, it's probably pretty recent maybe in the last five years not really sure i would say probably that's probably accurate yeah yeah i never heard it as an insult in high school and i was that was in the 20 teens Mm yeah that i was in high school um five to ten years Mm -hmm. maybe yeah kind of yep had a little bit of time where it wasn't used at all Mm -hmm. and then kind of yeah worked its way back in yeah yeah 
Yeah, it is so much easier than saying LGBTQIA plus 2X. It's just like queer. Queer. It's easier than going through the whole alphabet mafia. Right. Mm-hmm. It really is. And and I think that, you know, if we if we help people understand this is not a slur anymore. This is just a representative of the whole community. Education. Definitely. Yeah. And that's not to say that there isn't a place for using the alphabet soup acronym. Oh, yeah. Um, like, if you want to specifically call out each mm-hmm. identity recognized there, it's great. Um, but, yeah, catch-all shortened version for your newspapers out there. Queer community is just fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Fantastic. That was a great explanation. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to spend with us. You can find out more about our organization at transformationprojectsd.org and on all the socials at SD Transform Proj, like P-R-O-J. If you have questions, thoughts, or opinions, or have someone in mind who may like to share their story with us, email us at podcast at transformationprojectsd.org. If this episode has been helpful to you in any way, we hope that you'll share it with those in your circle. There are so many great resources available if you happen to be struggling with suicidal thoughts. You can head to thetrevorproject.org or you can call and text 988 and you will be connected to trained counselors that will listen, understand how your problems are affecting you, provide support and connect you to the resources needed if necessary. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next week.